This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. Most of these folks don't know about old Dan. Old Dan was my old plow horse back there on the farm. And uh, we've spent a many miles together, up and down, up and down. Come back, Dan. But we're here now, Pastor's Radio Mission, and we bring you to these studies now on the soon coming of the Antichrist. And uh, you say the coming of the, well, it's a soon coming. I believe we're near that day, my friend. We've been, the, we've been in the apostasy so long, people say, well, we're going to go into the apostasy. No, we're there already. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean that salvation has been watered down to a decision for Jesus. You ever get tired of people talking about Jesus? They never say the Lord Jesus. They always say Jesus. It's not, it's not Jesus. It's the Lord Jesus Christ that saves sinners. But it, I know it's a time that we're living in. It's the apostasy. I go in a little grocery store where I get groceries, and a little girl got on a T-shirt and said, have a, nice, have a Jesus day, mister. Have a Jesus day, mister. Don't you get tired of hearing that, folks? You hear, hear all everywhere you walk on the street, the kids would, well, I've seen mamas and daddies with it on there in the front and back. Have a Jesus day. Well, we get off of that for the time being. But in our last study, <coughs> we were mentioning about this lady that her daughter had gotten real bad and hurt in a car wreck. And, and the Lord, she called and wanted us to pray for her. And the Lord healed the girl miraculously. But the mother wasn't saved. It was later, months later, under the preaching of the gospel, that the Holy Spirit opened that mother's heart and brought her down to the place of repentance toward God and faith towards the Lord Jesus Christ. It was the convicting power of the Holy Spirit that brought that woman to Christ. Not a sign, although there was a miracle wrought out in healing, yes, divine healing. It was the Holy Spirit who brought the woman to Christ. Now listen, you don't, don't keep on with your talking about us not believing in divine healing. We've had it here all the time. But let me talk about something. Let me tell you about something else, my friend. The emphasis is not put on signs, but on blood redemption. That's where the emphasis, the emphasis have been mentioned. Anything about signs following the ministry. Let's see. Let me go back. This is where the emphasis in the Holy Spirit conviction is put on blood redemption. This is the first time I ever have mentioned anything about signs following our ministry. We do not mention it because it's so easy for a sinner to go off looking for signs and not looking to Christ. I've seen demon-possessed individuals scream under the power of demon possession, and on the other hand, I've seen God cast the demons out of them and save them, and they're they're in their right mind, like the old man there at the, in the tombs. The, the, that man, did, did you ever think about that man? The Lord had mercy on him. That man never asked to be saved. The Lord just come up on him, cast those things out, and he went away, wanted to follow the Lord. The Lord told him, no, go home, talk to your people. That's what we need today. Some of our folks need to go home and talk to their people. But I've seen demon-possessed individuals, like I said, screamed under the power of demon possession. And on the other hand, I've seen cast the demons out of them and save them and put them in their right mind. We have a woman sitting in our studio this morning. I remember sitting by her bed when she would scream and pull her hair out as the demons were tormented her nearly to death. And today is she saved and clothed in her right mind, and she never ceases to praise the Lord for blood redemption, not for healing. Brother, I know what I'm talking about. These signs will follow them that believe. But Satan has imitated the ministry 
of the Holy Spirit by putting the emphasis on signs and wonders and has brought to naught the testimony of Christ by setting aside blood redemption and substituting the gospel of healing. Oh, my friend, my prayer is, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, help us in this hour. Oh, Lord, we need thy help. I tell my folks here who want to be saved, I tell them the only prayer they need is, Lord, help. Oh, Peter, when he was walking out there on the water, he began to sink and began to drown. He said, Lord, help. Lord, help. And that's what I tell my folks. Lord, help and save you. Now we come to another section of our study, the Antichrist and his Bible. Won't you think that'll be interesting, my friend? We'll get started in it today. We've been bringing you this series of messages on the Antichrist and his powers, which has attracted very wide attention, pro and con. Our subject for this last three weeks have been the Antichrist and his power, his manifestation, and his lying wonders. We've been showing, we have been showing, we have shown you also from God's word that the Antichrist will present great signs and lying wonders, which will be real miracles performed for one purpose, to deceive the hearts of those who do not love the truth, that they might not be saved. That's Satan's trick today, my friend. Oh, if we would just, we would just get away from not believing the truth Satan is a prince in the power of this air. He sits right here on my shoulder in this little studio. Sometimes I shake my chair, maybe rock him off of my chair. But I can't. I can't get rid of him. He's a prince in power of the air. He has all power and all authority. When he left heaven, the Lord never took his power away from him. He was the most beautiful thing that ever had been born or ever had been created. And he got proud and jealous and, and his pride lifted up in his heart. And he says, I will, I will be like God. Or I will be God, my friend. Do you know that we're living in a day when Satan is trying to make the world religious without Christ? I know it, almost religious suicide now for me to take a stand and say in regard to most of the so-called revivals of today that the Holy Spirit has nothing to do in the world with them. I know that, my friend. Most revivals of today are nothing but revival of the, of the uh, 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 listen now, confession of sin is satan's self-right reformation to try to make the world religious without christ christ is not being magnified and honored and glorified oh my friend as he should be i don't know if you listen listen to any of the uh world famous evangel evangelists i could name two or three of them for you but i won't and i watch them sometimes on television and they they get up there and they uh have a little sermonette, I call it. I used to see one. He had uh, a couple of movie stars on the stage with him and a couple of old prize fighters and maybe a country music singer. And then he would have a – I went to hear him in a football stadium one night. Somebody wanted me to go. And I went with him to be kind to them. But anyhow, he gave him about 10 or 12 minutes to preach, and he brought a little sermonette, I call it. But he asked you to, to take Jesus into your heart. Just receive Jesus into your heart, to accept Jesus into your heart. Now, my friend, the Lord Jesus never has stood before you nor me nor anybody else to be accepted or rejected. You stand there. You stand before him. If he receives you, brings you into his commission, submission with him, and it being bought by the blood, fine. But, my friend, you don't, you don't stand there. He doesn't, he doesn't stand there in front of you. And listen now. Let's read again in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 9 and 12. That's our scripture reading for this whole series. 
Now let's read. Even him whose coming, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, listen now, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie and they might be damned who believe not the truth but has pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, the thrust of this ministry, Pastor Shelton said long years ago, getting out the truth, bringing the truth, my friend. You don't hear much truth, do you? I heard one of those leading evangelists the other night. He said uh, he was raising money for some place over in Africa or something. And he said, uh, then if you, if, you, if you don't know Jesus, would you listen? I, Lord, I'm sorry I sinned. Would, would, would you have me? Something to that effect. And he said, now, if you prayed that prayer, you saved. I said, Lord, help. Lord, help in this day of apostasy. And this man, I saw in a paper where he made almost $900,000 a year salary plus perks. And he gets on the radio and TV, and he wants you to help him send money to them orphans and all. You know what I do? I asked him, how much did you give, fella? How much did you give? Tell us how much you gave last year. Tell us. He won't do it. No, sir. No, sir, my friend. He won't do it. <clears throat> my friend, I've never witnessed such spiritual darkness in life, in my life. And I don't know if I've told you or not. The old trailblazer is 92 years old. I go, I go, uh, listen now, I mean spiritual blindness. I talked to a man the other day, and he said, you know, our pastor who is a Bible teacher in a non-denominational school and who preaches in our church says there's no such a thing as a, what they call millennial. Oh, my friend, no such a thing as millennial, millennial, and that the new birth is only figurative. Figurative, they said, and that we not know anything about it. That man ought to be put under jail, ought to be hung by a toenail, I call it. A man who will stand and teach preachers that there is no millennial reign of Christ on earth, that he doubts the second coming of Christ back to earth again, and that the new birth is figurative, has no right to call himself anything. I ought to call him a skunk. No, my friend, how awful. What spiritual darkness we're living in. Now let's turn to Revelation 13, 2, and find these words. We'll have time for them just a moment. And the dragon, Satan, gave the Antichrist his power and his seat, his throne, and great authority, which means his Bible. Now, we have seen that Satan is going to give the Antichrist his power, his signs, and his lying wonders, or his power to perform miracles for the purpose of deceiving the entire people. Our subject is, this, this time we're going to get started in is the Antichrist and his authority, his Bible. The Antichrist will come forth speaking with great authority, according to Revelation 13, 2. Not only will he have power to perform miracles and signs with the purpose of deceiving the people, but listen, but listen, listen. He will, he will come forth with great authority with his Bible in his hand and the, as the basis of his authority to deceive everyone but God's elect and, if possible, to deceive God's elect. But thank God neither Satan nor any of his emissaries will ever have to be able to separate or to deceive God's elect. Now, you know, they know because 
They have been awakened to the fact that they're lost. They have been delivered from Satan's power, Satan's lying wonders, from Satan's deceit, Satan's tricks, and they have been translated into the kingdom of the Son of God, and they know it. God has taught them, those who are saved by the blood. Then the Antichrist comes on the scene. When he comes there, he will come with all authority. He will speak with such authority until, according to Revelation 13, 8, all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose, name is, whose names are not written in the book of life and the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. There will be, listen, my friend, great, great authority. Re- Revelation 13, 2 says it will be given him from his father, Satan. We're about to run out of time. Let me mention, folks, this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. We're here each day at this same time. And also our website, radiomissions.org. If you go there, you look up a multitude or many, uh, a myriad of information, other broadcasts that we have, the Voice of Truth, and the morning hour and the worship hour. Bible school is there on 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. Brother Freddie Murdoch brings that service. And then we have missions all over Southland, San Benito, Texas, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Picayune, Mississippi, Mobile, Alabama, here in Baton Rouge, and uh, Jackson, Mississippi. And we go there on regular nights. One of the brethren do preach for preach the same old gospel that we preach here. God, how God saves a sinner. What is our purpose here? You at to save sinners that the Lord might take the truth home to some poor soul and come to know the Lord. The greatest thing in this life is to know the Lord. And then remember the old Trailblazer's address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. And our phone number here, my phone number, area code 225-664-8658. And pray for the old Trailblazer. Would you do that when you go to prayer? Your prayer group on Sunday night, if you have one, say, Mr. Leader, let's pray for the old trailblazer. Goodbye, and God bless you.